Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day Right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to Nat 20 review. Uh, and this is the second part in a two part review of Malgoss versus Physigoss uh, by, oh goodness, I just completely blanked on the name, uh, by Lucian Khan at Theogony on Twitter, uh, who has made a wonderful game that is being kickstarted in fall of 2019, and I think you all should check it out. He writes cool stuff, and it looks really neat. We enjoyed playing it, um, but we're gonna kind of go over um, the experience of prepping for the game, running the game, playing it, uh, telling that story together, and what we liked, didn't like, um, kind of the mechanics of things. So, just to kind of get started, um, let's go around and introduce ourselves again. Uh, your name, your character name, pronouns, all that good stuff. Hi, I am Mara, uh, she, her, and I was the GM for this game. So I played the mall and everyone in it. Uh, let's start with Eloise. Okay, I'm Eloise, she, her pronouns, and I played Freya. Wonderful witchy person. All right, and Craig. I'm Craig, uh, he, him, uh, and I played Harmon Halfwit, the uh, Visigoth runecrafter. Yes. All right. And to kind of go over how the game went, basically the module that we played through, um, and uh, there's kind of, uh, there were two of them, I think, in the first version of the game that I got uh, was uh, Goat to Hell, which is... Um, one of two in the game uh, and go to tell the premise is a uh, goat and some a mysterious goat statue has gone missing from uh, one of the stores in the mall uh, the employees ask you to find it for them um, and it has been stolen by one of the other employees so one of the other NPCs and uh, the PCs uh, are one of the players have to find and recover that uh, 
uh, object and get it back to the owners. Uh, and there is a side quest in there of, uh, because this is a uh, romance kind of P uh, RPG, is uh, there is a dance going on at the, uh, what was it called? Darkade. The Darkade uh, later that same night. So besides trying to, you know, solve a mystery and stuff, you could also try and get a date. Um, and what happened was... Um, so the way the game goes is there's kind of like six sections of the day that you go through and in each one of those you get to have kind of like a scene that can be together or apart uh, to try and figure out whatever the mystery is. Uh, and what happened in ours um, was uh, the... Uh, first scene, they spent uh, kind of just interviewing uh, the people at, it was, let's see, the, which one were they at? Let me find my map real quick, because that is useful. Hail Satin. Hail Satin, the evil Bed Bath & Beyond store, basically, uh, which was lovely, uh, where they uh, quickly figured out that either... Um, Either uh, Cesar or Judith uh, were probably involved somehow with the disappearance of the statue because uh, there was a smoke machine that kind of went wrong at the uh, uh, employee-only party that happened the night before, and they were seen kind of eyeing the statue a little bit more than everyone else. Uh, so in the next scene, they split up uh, to go uh, talk. And I believe Eloise's character uh, went to uh, the cheese store. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Feta something. It was, let's see, mall map. Feta worse than death? Feta worse right? than, yes. Uh, yes. A Feta worse than death. Uh, where um, she pretty quickly realized that, oh, yeah, there, there was uh, something. Yeah, there's 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 some things going on. Was it in that scene? I believe. No, the first scene I stayed scene. in Hillsat and tried right. to um, yes hemlock the cute goth and then oh yes yep yeah oh yeah and you and you uh, kind of fangirled out with uh, with um, what's her name. Um, Nocturne. 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 Yes. Nocturne about uh, cute boys. It was very fun. Uh, there was some gossiping. It was great. Um, so that that's the first one that happened. And I believe uh, Craig's character went um, to play golf to uh, talk to Cesar at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which uh, you, yeah, uh, kind of talked to him a little bit. Didn't find any information about that, so uh, met back up, decided, hey, I think we gotta follow that lead. That seems a little bit more promising uh, with Judith, um, because that's the gossip that Nocturne and Hemlock told you. Uh, so that's the point uh, where you went to a fate of worse than death, uh, where you quickly cornered Judith and... Uh, Realized that she was lying to you about, hmm, something's up with that smoke machine. It's in the back. Let's go check that out. Um, someone turned invisible. There was a little bit of a chase scene. Judith uh, sort of freaked out. Uh, and what ended up happening was uh, our wonderful witch in the back room all by herself uh, levitated not up. Not by herself. Oh, not by herself. With the, mm, yes. Uh, levitated up to the shelf where the goat statue rested, uh, glowing slightly as a lot of Visigoth things do. 
touched it and promptly turned into a goat. Yeah, I, I, I did not see that coming. Yes. Nope. <laughs> I did not either. Which, I was like, hell yeah, scene two, done, we're good, let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had the exact same thought. I was like, well, we clearly sequence broke here, speed run this thing, all right, we're done. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Gone horribly this wrong. Happen. Which then resulted in a cascading reaction of, uh... Of Craig's character trying to take the goat and and turning into a goat himself, so there's some goat swapping happening, uh, and basically the two of them going to seek out uh, Blade of the Hun, who is the um, character. Oh, we've lost Craig. Oh no, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, let's see. Let us see if he shows up. Hello, everyone. Just gonna sit here and, and dance to invisible elevator music for a couple minutes. Let's see. Let's see. His internet may have just cut out or something. I don't see a message from him. We will wait a second. There we go. I'm back. Yay! Alright. Uh, we didn't go any farther than that. Um, Sorry about that. So, like I was saying, uh, goat stuff happened. As is what to do in a game named after goats, as is always appropriate. Uh, and they ended up going to see Blade of the Hun, um, who is the only character in the mall who doesn't speak either Visigothic or or uh, Hun or, or uh, English or you know any other uh, standard Earth language or standard. <laughs> Modern, modern language, language. basically. Um, he speaks Hanuk, which no one else does. Uh, and so there followed a series of um, interpretive uh, interpretive communication methods, uh, which resulted in them getting and uh, ending up with them uh, figuring out the the goat situation. So both of them turned back into into human humans uh that goat was deposited safely inside of a hat uh and the pair uh decided to get milkshakes the only flavor of milkshake that can be got or actually one milkshake a single milkshake which was shared between the two of them with a little bit of an awkward moment and they looked outside and were going to try and leave the Lemon Theodosius, and get back down to Hale Satin to return the goat statue, but they realized that they couldn't continue because there were hurt feelings. Craig's character was unsure about the situation. Eloise's character was, was crushing hard and didn't know how to express it. And so we had to have a brief interlude uh, in uh, the Hyper Girl Roller Rink where feelings were discussed and they decided to go to the dance together and they emerged victorious from the low lights and rolling roller skate sounds of the rink to walk triumphantly across the mall and were confronted outside Hail Satin by the group responsible for the statue's disappearance in the first place. Uh, that being uh, Lakshmi, uh, who had recruited Judith uh, to steal the statue on her behalf in an attempt to impress Cesar, who was her ex, to get him to go with her to the Darkade dance. 
And let's see. How did that end? Um, I used my special witchy powers. Special witchy powers to get Cesar to confess his true feelings. <laughs> and we ended the final scene with the lights of the Darkade. And and the sweet, sweet songs of... What was your... Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we spent the $200 that we got yeah. to bribe the DJ to play nothing but Stevie Nicks yes, all night. Yes, uh-huh. Yep, and it worked. And that's... I basically... leather and lace was so, the perfect choice, I guess. <laughs> yep, yep. And so that's kind of how the game went. That, that's the basic synopsis of things. It took... I think we, we played for... What was it? Two, two and a half hours? It was pretty short. I liked it. Um, that's kind of the game. Uh, as far as prep stuff, uh, from my end of things, it was uh, a bunch of reading, basically. But I was kind of playing off of what you all were doing. Do you have thoughts on how the prep stuff went? I know I threw the new character sheets at you, uh, like, a couple hours before the game happened. Do you feel like, um, how was making a character in the system, uh, how was, like, figuring out how it, how the system worked, how, um, was kind of that experience for you two? Would you like uh, to go first? Yeah, sure. It was, like, really easy. You don't have to choose much, just, like, a name, pronouns, and, um, like, one skill that you that you're good at and then all you have to do after that is just pick a trait for someone else and so yeah it's pretty funny i don't think the new character sheets like threw me off or anything mm -hmm. um if anything it was the format was easier so mm -hmm. yeah it was yeah. fine yeah i i i also really like i i liked it and it's gonna dovetail a little bit with my thoughts on the system as a whole so if mm -hmm. you don't mind me getting yeah, no, a little bit it. ahead of myself uh -huh. um i liked the game a lot and i think the way that you make characters is emblematic of the game as a whole where it's a kind of a fun thing to pull off, figuratively pull off the shelf for an evening hanging out with people you know you have people coming over it's tougher to say oh hey do you want, want to play three hours of D and D, and then mm -hmm. potentially never play again um as opposed to this uh it's like the experience of it is a little bit similar to, you know, maybe a more involved board game or something like that, mm -hmm. where making a character was really quick. It was very easy. You kind of come up with a, uh, with, with a concept. And I also thought the character sheets did a great job of being pre-built enough to get you on the path and get you playing quickly, but having enough flexibility to let you still make that character your own. You know, I really mm -hmm. feel like um, even within the group, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think the rules may actually say, you know, everybody should pick one so you don't have any overlap. But I, I, I do feel like even within a group, you could have two witches or you could have two rune crafters and have them be different enough that it would still be interesting. So yep. I, I, I like the system a lot. Mm -hmm. Speaking of character creation, could we just get like a little sound bite of what Harmon sounded like? <laughs> Just a little refresh. <laughs> My favorite thing about the character creation is that you have to take the skills and decide which will best that. <laughs> Harmon is actually best at stunning, which he didn't use at all. I know. <laughs> I was ready to stun Judith, but uh, 
we didn't even need to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, goat, goat, yeah, yeah, she's just sort of collapsed. It was good. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, so uh, there's uh, the game itself gives you, I believe, there are six uh, character templates. Uh, three, four, uh, and the game divides uh, the two kind of character types into Malgoss, uh, which is what Eloise's character was, the witch, uh, and Visigoss, which is what Kirk's character was, a rune caster. Um, and so, uh, and it it does, I believe, I don't think it says specifically like you want to have one of each type, but it does want you to have even numbers as far as Malgoss versus Visigoss, um, as in the title of the game. Um, we cho- we played, uh, and I chose this intentionally just because I knew I was going to have a smaller group and I didn't want to have that PvP part as much just because I find it more fun to play collaboratively and to run stuff collaboratively. Um, but, uh, the game itself, uh, the first, uh, in the first, uh, module that you're supposed to kind of run starting a campaign with this, uh, is, uh, basically a whodunit, another whodunit on trying to find, uh, this boy named Raven who has been kidnapped by the Visigoth side, uh, and the Mulgoth has to find him, um, or acquiesce to the Visigoths' demands because they're demanding, you know, property and, uh, you know, rights in this mall, uh, kind of the setup of, of the system. Uh, so we went the other direction for that. Um, and then the, so there are six, uh, character types, and within each of those, you kind of, uh, have, like I said, three, those three, uh, skills. How did you all feel about the skills? They're kind of, especially coming from a D and D side of things, it's very minimal, right? Yeah. Uh, there's one skill I never used, which was distract with beauty, mm-hmm. um, which like could have come up, but we just solved problems differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't find it very limiting, just because one, there's not really combat like, um, hurting each other. So, like, you don't need to, like, worry about, like, weapons or, like, damage or stuff. So, like, that was, that worked well. And then I found that you could solve problems creatively enough. You, you didn't need more skills, really, than you had. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it would have been different with, like, a larger group, because then there would be more skills that that were available, but I didn't really find that it was, like, an issue. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought it was really fun for this adventure specifically because it played out in a very thematically appropriate, very sort of teen goth mall mm-hmm. way, like a heist. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was it was very fun to sort of have each of us fall into specific roles. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with a larger group, you can see that happening a little bit uh, even in, in even a more regimented fashion where you say, okay, one person is the face and one person's going to be sneaking around and so on. Um, and that was actually something I was a little candidly, I was a little worried about mm-hmm. was us playing with uh, fewer people than, than the rules suggest. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. It's at yeah. four to six and we're only two. So yeah. I don't know how mm-hmm. it's going to We're play definitely a smaller group. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it, I thought it went well. Um, and Mara, I think a lot of that is on your shoulders. I think you, um, it was, it was a very good suggestion to say, okay, there's only two of you. You're going to be on the same side. And then you really focused it in. So, um, 
yeah, like I said, I had that that concern, but even though uh, the rules themselves suggest more people, they still manage to be flexible enough to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. with even with only two. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think the more people you you add in, obviously, the longer the game is going to take, and the more frenetic the game will become. But I think that would be even better. So mm-hmm. I I would love to play it again. Yeah, um, either at this number of players or with more players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It's it's like a really fun light game. Um, there's not like I said, there's not combat. There's not like death or like yeah. injuries. You don't there, get hurt yeah. feelings. There, there's yeah, there is That's a so hurt great. tracker. Um, the yes. hurt tracker. Yeah. So um, the hurt tracker in this game is basically uh, hurt feelings. So if you get two hurt feelings, then you are considered um, basically too emotionally compromised to function. Uh, so you have to deal with that by uh, talking with talking through things with an NPC or with another player. I push you two to talk it through as PCs because that's how the feelings resolved what people were feeling uh, or what characters were feeling. Um, but that what so you have to basically forego one of your next scenes um, to be able to do that. Uh, otherwise, you're kind of relegated to the background. You can't do anything that uh, would make you roll. Or if you had to roll for something, you would automatically fail. Um, so that was that was kind of interesting. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit too about the mechanics itself. So this is a very this is a very narrative game, um, especially compared to D and D. It's more like on the veins of Monster Hearts uh, and that type of thing. Uh, so it's a lot of talking through to, through things. Uh, the GM section of the rules itself like tells you, hey you don't need to make them roll for things. Like, if it's something that they're gonna... that they... there's nothing opposing them, like, um, they give two opposing things. It'd either be another player, it'd be an NPC, or the mall as, like, an entity. Um, and all of the rolls are just 2d6 plus, you know, two or three uh, for uh, your skills, basically. Right? And I'm so... A little bit of background on, like, my experience playing uh, RPGs is I started my first game that I ever played was a 2D6 system. So, like, this is my home turf. I felt very... It's like, okay, I know how this works. This is pretty simple. Um, Coming from, I know, Eloise, uh, you've done D&D. Have you ever played uh, some other systems? Uh, Because I know, yeah. So this is your first not D&D game. How did you you find that experience going from? Oh, I really enjoyed it. It made the sort of like combat scenes like really fast. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't have to look up all the numbers you have to add or whatever. It's just... Oh, I just rolled like a nine plus two, so that's it. And then, so it made everything go by really quickly. Not like in a bad way, just like everything was very efficient. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Craig, thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I come from. I started playing in the in the eighties, so back when AD and D was the mm. was the main thing. Um, and then growing up, I I uh, played. I guess when I was when I was younger, I played a lot of systems where you roll a lot of dice. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you yeah. know, Warhammer tabletop where you can be rolling thirty d six at a time mm-hmm. and they go everywhere. And <laughs> or the old the old Deadland system where again you're 
picking up potentially just a massive handful of dice and rolling it. And mm-hmm. as as new systems have become maybe a little bit more minimal, I've really come to like that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, Mara, you said your first system was a was a D six yeah. system. Was it D- powered by the Apocalypse games? Nope, it was a homebrew. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think it was based on, it was very loosely based on the Marvel Saga system, but I have also seen the okay. Marvel so- Saga system rule, official rules since then, and it looks totally different. So okay. it was a wonderful hybrid. David, I always have to give a shout out to my first GM. He was awesome. Excellent. So. Excellent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it worked well. And again, coming back to that whole concept of this being just a great pick up and play system. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can, even if you are not a gaming household, mm-hmm. everybody can dredge up 2D6. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can raid the Monopoly box or whatever and, mm-hmm. and find 2D6. But even um, if you if you are familiar with games that use a bunch of different dice, there's a simplicity to it that I think is really elegant. And also jumping into a new system and playing something on a short scale, yep. it's it's great to just be, okay, I'm always going to roll the same number of dice, mm-hmm. and I just need to look at my sheet, and if my sheet has these words on it, I'm going to add those things to it, and otherwise yep. I'm just rolling the dice. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, yep. I, I liked that a lot. I liked mm-hmm. how it worked. I liked how the, um, the resolution did. I also enjoyed this in that I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everything that we rolled... Um, if we'd been in a more PVP environment, we would have been rolling against each other. Yep. But as it was, we weren't rolling against set difficulties like you do in a Mm-mm. Powered by the Apocalypse yeah. game. We were always rolling against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were playing the mall itself yep. or the other uh, the other goths in the mall. Mm-hmm. And I liked that too because there's 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 not that sense of, oh, no, I didn't get a six. There's still that tension of, well, I got a four, but potentially. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and yeah. the flip side of that is I did 11, but she still could have beat me so mm-hmm. yep yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's it still also, like um i found the game had sort of like low stakes but in like a very good way so you're never like oh my god i rolled so bad like this is gonna end so badly like there's never like in dnd if you roll like a nat one like it's never gonna be <laughs> this horrible scenario where your whole party dies so like yeah. mm-hmm. that felt really good to just be like oh i didn't win this one but that's okay like it it just like helps sort of the lightness, I think, that mm-hmm. that the stakes weren't so dire. Yeah, and talking about it as like a really good um, pick up and run kind of game, uh, I liked um, at the begin or somewhere in the rules. There's there's a little section on hey, if you're coming to this from D and D, here's how this game is different, which I really appreciated. They also yeah. did that, I think, comparison with uh, Monster Hearts too, um, which I have also I I've haven't run before but i've been a player in uh really enjoyed it um but it is like a different kind of system it's a little bit more looser than that one even um and then if you're very new to role-playing games um and i'd be really interested to like give this game to someone who hadn't run something before it was very new to rpgs and see how the how um they experience the rules a little bit different than me because i've i've done it a little bit so i kind of know some of the tricks and tips um i'd be interesting to see uh 
it gives uh, kind of some suggestions. There's some really nice suggestions in the uh, rules for GMs on uh, what to do, like if things start getting stuck in something, like add a complication in there, and it gives some examples and things, and it gives examples of hints to give to your players if they're not sure what to do, like if you're playing with a group who is not as familiar with RPGs, to get them kind of like going and comfortable with, you know, playing in that space. Um, so I'd be really interested to see, like, uh, from other reviewers uh, and other people who've played this, if they, uh, what they experience with that part. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wanted to do... Uh, oh! Uh, so, the... All right, let's get into then kind of our experience with the game, not from the from the mechanic side, but from the narrative side of things, like um, coming up with a character, coming up with a character that felt interesting and fun to play with. Um, and I'm going to start with uh, my favorite thing about this game uh, was the six-act structure that's kind of built into it. So this a game is very nicely, and I find this often the case with narrative, with more narrative-focused games, they're very structured on the setting, or this game is very structured on the setting of things compared to Monster Hearts. So Monster Hearts, you're kind of making it all up uh, with you and your group. This game is very structured in contrast. You are in a mall, there is a structure for a mall, there is a reason why these people are in this mall. Uh, you get a list of NPCs, you get a list of, uh, of uh, shops in the mall, you get a nice little map, which I find really handy. Um, and you also get a six-act structure, so the day is broken down into uh, morning and afternoon, or morning, afternoon, uh, night, uh, and within those there's kind of like late and early, and so you're encouraged to kind of have it, all the action take place within one day in the mall, which I found really nice, and I liked that six-act structure for keeping things. I liked how this um, game kept things at a good pace, like I felt like we were moving. Uh, it may not have been realistic, and it was kind of a fast game, but I liked the tension of that um, we've got to keep moving to be able to solve this before the day ends and before this fancy dance happens, and oh my goodness, do I have someone to go with me? Kind of thing. Yeah, um, and, that, and that ties in well with, with what Eloise was saying earlier about the stakes being low, <laughs> but... It, despite the fact that the stakes are low, the tension somehow was still, I don't want to say high, cause it, but it was mm -hmm. still, it, it was at an appropriate degree to keep yeah. things interesting. It, it's one of my favorite comedy tropes when the stakes are really, really low, mm -hmm. but the, all the characters trip All the drama is so high, exactly. yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this, I feel like the system adapts itself to that really well which was really funny because yeah. when we when we oh no we're goats now and then there was that time and well, i think pretty much our last time our second to last time slot we were trying to decide should we just try to run should we mm -hmm. take a time slot and recover some hurt feelings or what should we do and it was yeah um and yeah when you think about it it's you know, it's a reward and it's getting to the dance on time, but mm -hmm. it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like the, 
the premise is like just so like wacky like you can't help but have them up as just like take over la in this mall and like people are just like cool with it like yeah there's just like some weird vikings in this mall it's cool like it's just like so like fun you can't help but like interact with npcs and and mm-hmm. the mall in like yeah. a really fun way and that all by the way is is from the setting itself that's from the rules there's there's a wonderful wonderful list of wonderfully puntastic store names and things which was so much fun to read through and the uh descriptions of everything themselves one is very diverse and inclusive there's a lot of um explicit uh uh, diversity in all of the NPCs and everything, um, which I really, really appreciated. And it's just really fun. It's got a very light... The the uh, the document sets a tone and a timer of the camp of of the game that's really fun and really easy to pass on then to your players um and you get this really nice list of npcs and things that i'm definitely going to look at like as a D and as a um running other uh games gm to see like what i can lift from there in making more memorable and impactful npcs one of the things i was most worried about as as the game master was playing so many NPCs because I uh, am much more comfortable as a GM running combat and running um, kind of exploratory skill challenge things. NPCs are my weak point. Like, I... I... My players joked at one point that that all of the NPCs they were meeting were were, uh, crotchety uh, old grandmas, and yes, that is my default. And I have to make like an NPC up on the fly. Like they're gonna be, they're gonna be kind of grumpy and like give out grudging information, or they will be uh, squirrel bandits because that is what you do when your players decide to bribe all the local wildlife and talk to them all. So I really appreciated that there was this list. It was a little hard to read through and keep all straight. There are a couple of uh, cheat sheets in there, which were really, really appreciated. I enjoyed those a lot. Um, and yeah, I like I like the cheat sheets. And it was, the entire game is, is very much felt, the, the way the rules were presented and the way we were playing was very much felt um, like a game that you play, yeah. Um, just kind of picking off off the shelf and reading through real quick and getting going, which was kind of, that was pretty nice. And like, even within one scenario, there's sort of like a lot of replayability just because the characters are so vague that you mm-hmm. can always just like yep. make a new character, like whatever, like, yeah, they're a witch, but like they're this kind of witch or this kind of witch or mm-hmm. just like whatever. So like, there's always, I feel like there's a lot of ways that you could have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there's the same thing with the NPCs and the setting itself as well. So um, uh, behind the curtain stuff uh, for the goat to hell uh, scenario, uh, the GM uh, rolls for, uh, I believe, three things. Uh, Where uh, or uh, where uh, the goat statue was stolen from. Uh, So that ended up being... uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Hill Satin. Hill Satin. Uh, where, uh, who took it? Um, so you roll for an NPC name at that point. Um, so, uh, um, and then, uh, why they took it, which was, uh, an X. 
it was it had to do with an ex. So that kind of basically gives you your plot then to kind of play off of, uh, and you can kind of build uh, and uh, make some additional connections. There's uh, in the settings documents for the uh, GM. There's some optional kind of NPC linkages that you can kind of play off of, um, and then basically I fleshed out a little bit and then I kind of just went with where you you all were going because um, you know I, I don't want to put all of the NPC connections in stores that you aren't visiting um, because there are literally like 16 stores in this mall and you went to four of them so, yeah yeah so I like watched me was like the big bad and we never get better before <laughs> so, yeah but that's yeah the, the one thing that we didn't really get to play with um was the the embarrassing traits yeah. system uh which i'd like to maybe if we play again try like more of like mm-hmm. pick an embarrassing trait for the other players and i believe in the mechanics like to help someone you can expose your own like embarrassing yes. trait mm-hmm. um and they can get like advantage or something on yeah. the roll I, plus well, three yeah craig works. i think but, actually ended up doing that um when uh i don't remember if I may not have uh, done that specifically in the rules because I don't think I had you roll for it because you were already invisible. But when uh, you uh, you were going back to get the goat, I think and you were invisible. I think that was when something happened. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gave I gave um, I gave an invisibility rune to um, to Freya. Uh, to Freya. Freya. Yeah, that was right. But that wasn't like part of his embarrassing. No. Trait. I can't remember. I think he was trying to oh, pull I, off. Oh, I, I was I, I was trying to distract. Yep. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I I failed at that. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, because it it didn't work. I was I was kind of disappointed, but yeah, that that's that was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It only really came up for me, but it didn't really affect the game so much. It was like when my parents called into the mall. Yep. Um, but that wasn't like between players so much but mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh, definitely yeah that yeah. was definitely something that we didn't end up exploring as much as yeah yeah i probably to do it i probably could have just fired that off mm-hmm. and started asking judith if she'd heard the good news or something mm-hmm. when when yep. uh, freya was trying to get into the back room mm-hmm. yep yeah and i think that's probably just because i i think i ended up having you all roll more just uh, straight checks against against NPCs, kind of thing, and yeah. it was less. Um, I think with larger number of groups, you'd probably have a little bit more of that because you'll have one person kind of making a role for a team, kind of thing, and yeah. then to get the other players involved, you want to kind of push those embarrassing traits to help you know boost your other your teammate, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing um, that I wish we could have gotten in, I was I was trying to um, kind of think of how to do that, was uh, every PC has a, a special ability that you... It's basically like your ult, uh, because I have now played Overwatch once and therefore know some terms. Um, your one special ability that you can use uh, once per game. Um, so Eloise ended up using it with um, for the witch at the very finale uh, to get yes. Cesar Which to... is not how I was planning on using no. it, but it just ended up... Because mm-hmm. yep. I had planned on at the very end asking Harmon how he feels about Freya. Yes. 
Yes. But we ended up sort of uh, doing that anyways, mm -hmm. and then it just sort of worked out that way. But mm -hmm. what yeah. was Harmon's fault? Uh, it, it was actually. Um, you can carve some graffiti, some runic graffiti on the outside of a store, and then you can steal anything from inside it. Yeah. So I was actually planning to do that if we weren't able to get the goat out, mm -hmm. but we were able to do it faster than I thought. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, yeah, because yeah, cause the invisibility and, and uh, Harmon basically making... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and the haunted cheese. Something. The haunted cheese. Yeah. Yes. The haunt. Oh, yes. The haunted cheese. Oh, I forgot about the haunted cheese. That was <laughs> great. That was just sort of, just very, very brutally mocking Judith. <laughs> she deserved it. She's a thief. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Judith, <laughs> Victorian goth. And we should, we should, we should share uh, the. Um, Eloise's suggested name for the cheese store or oh. a new cheese store. Which oh, no, I love. that was from a different game. From a different oh, okay. Game, but yes. But it was uh, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Which is great. Which Harmon would have approved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he would have. It was from a different game, the Hill Folks game. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have to talk about? Um, I think the last thing I kind of want to talk about, um, because more narrative game and kind of like a romance type of game, and I know you two have not played together before. Uh, you've both played with me in separate games. Um, but how did you feel about that and kind of the, um, romance, uh, sort of touching on more delicate topics uh, from this game, like uh, support from the mechanics, support from the uh, kind of rule system and the text in, in the document, I guess. It's a weird question. Yeah, for me, it's just the second you started using that accent, like, oh, we're gonna have fun. <laughs> like, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> so the voice. Yeah, yeah, the voice <laughs> just did it for me. I think you could tell, I guess, if you watch it, like he starts talking, I just like fucking lose it. <laughs> no. We both, yeah, all of us yeah. did. I think it was beautiful. So uh, that was that was about it. I I I like the. Um the guidelines that it sets and obviously any play group that's more or less comfortable with with it can can make their own rules but i like the guidelines of the sort of the fade to black thing and mm -hmm. i mean it's it has that sort of you know 90s era teen comedy which mm -hmm. is when the game is set that i felt like it, it 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 worked well and i think the fact that we as people who haven't played together and don't actually hadn't even known each other before mm -hmm. we played we're still able to do what I mean, from the inside at least, felt like a really fun, cute kind of romance side yeah. plot. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that that has a lot to lot to say. Obviously, for you as a as a player, uh, and also for the system, in that it sort of encourages that a little bit, uh, yeah. but but not in not overly pushing it. Mm -hmm. Just you know some of the suggestions. Like I think you had picked. Um, your sort of your your connection there are the built-in connections that we didn't talk about mm -hmm. when you're doing yeah. character sheet mm -hmm. um you get to pick connections with some of the other characters and uh, yeah, yeah. we just sort of picked um like I, I helped you get a stevie nicks album off of a high shelf and you had picked that you had had a crush on my character and that happened just That's organically kind of, by yeah. picking it mm -hmm. yeah and then it grew out of that so i i thought it was well done mm -hmm. um it provides the option for it uh mm -hmm. 
in the system. And then, mm-hmm. like I said, also just the fact that um, you jumped in with it and, and, and ran with it, I thought was really, really fun. So mm-hmm. congratulations to you as well. Yeah. But also like the, the setting is so like light and 90s and teen. Like it doesn't feel like it's this big epic love story where you have to like open your heart to someone. And it's not like this weird, like, I don't know. It it's, just felt like dorky. light and fun. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, it was also in my D&D campaign, my character is with someone, another PC. So that kind of helps. <laughs> the weirdness I got over pretty mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as kind of the GM and as an ace person, I guess I really appreciated that, like, um, the... The rules specifically have, like, an ace NPC that was wonderful, um, and I like that it is less, the, the romance dating sim aspect of things is, um, kind of kept on that lighter-hearted tone, uh, and less of a central thing than in a game like Monster Hearts, which is another one I'm playing, where, um, character is possibly having a romance, it's very weird, um, but that's a more kind of central aspect of this. And in this, it felt more like a, you can take this part or leave it or kind of keep it as light as you want. I liked the emphasis in this game on the tone and how that created the story, I guess, together. Yeah, also like, it's sort of um, the connections that we picked that sort of led to that. Like if we had picked, separate things where my character didn't have a crush on it is or totally that might not have happened or she might have been crushing on a different like an NPC Mm -hmm. so it just sort of um worked out that way but I didn't ever feel like it was like necessary like it was like pushed on anyone it just felt like this like light-hearted add-on that you could explore Mm -hmm. yep yep all right um I guess uh last sort of things we're going to do. Um, did you all have anything in the system or kind of how it was played, how it ran for y'all um, that you would have changed or kind of like wished had been explored more or touched on less? That's a harder one. Yeah. For me, I guess, just from the GM side of things, and this is probably from my comfort level in playing more crunchy math type games like D&D, um, I would have liked uh, a little bit um, more clear ways to, to get the special PC uh, or the... Uh, the abilities involved, like, I wasn't always quite sure which kind of check I should be asking for. It was a lot of me saying, okay, roll 2d6, do you think you have any abilities that apply to this? Which sort of um, puts the uh, creativity and and the control back to the players, which can be a nice thing, but from the GM side of things, I'm like, okay, I hope uh, you're having fun with this this mechanical character that you created, because I don't know what your vision and where you want this character to go or grow into. So I felt a little bit like kind of nebulous on um, how I could get your characters involved into different things, I guess, was my my consideration. I feel like that might be solved a little bit with just more players. Mm-hmm. 
and that have more skills because you know we have three skills each which for us ended up working fine but like mine were a lot about um like lying and emotions type of thing so like yeah I could do that and that ended up being a lot of our campaign our sessions that worked well but if it had ended up being a lot of like more like fighty-ish type of thing then I would have been like I don't know I I don't have anything so um so that could just be and we also chose sort of similar character types so Mm -hmm. it could have just been Yeah, I think I joked that you both picked magic users. (laughs) If I get an option to play a witch, I'm gonna play a witch. Live live it, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Go for it. You know what you like. Just like that, um, what game did we play with Jordan? Was it like for his birthday? Oh, I don't remember this one. Oh no, you did it at the Haunted Library. Oh yeah. also a witch. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Good times. Craig. Love the witches. Mm-hmm. You gotta type. I guess. I guess my my only thought, and it's not. And, and honestly, I may have missed it in the rule book, but I was just flipping back through just to see if there's anything in there. Um, I guess something that would have given a little bit more structure, and I think you did this really well. So it may just be something that's given up to. Um, the mall rat right mm-hmm. that's the term for yep. gm in the yeah. system yeah. um that's it, it, just left up to the mall rat to determine um but i think I, I or at least i can i can picture groups where people are trying to get as much done as possible in every time slot mm-hmm. um so on the subject of skill roles it might be helpful to have um some guidelines to e- either okay you can you can do three skill checks per time slot or you can do as many as the mall rat feels is appropriate within the time slot because that was the only thing that i felt honestly like maybe you were letting us get get away with a little bit more than we perhaps should have been able to with judith we were maybe a little yeah i i i kind of felt like in that third was it? Uh, no, our second time. It's the second right? one. Yeah, it happened really soon. Yeah, we went to um, Federal Worse Than Death. Uh, we did a lot within that time slot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, um, yeah, and we kept trying things when things didn't work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just kept trying things until it did work. So yeah, I could see where limits would, would mm-hmm. be helpful. That could that could even be something. And I am so far away from being a, <laughs> a game designer that I probably should just keep my mouth shut, but just something that even pops to mind. Maybe people are able to continue until they get hurt feelings, mm-hmm. you know, until they fail a role. Yeah. And I think that's why um, cause I was a little bit worried about this when I first read the rules. Um, it's like, oh, only two hurt feelings. That seems really easy to do, um, especially like in a larger group. Like if you have a little PVP, both of you yeah. end up with hurt feelings at the end of this. Like someone hurt someone and someone feels bad. Like yeah. I, I think that's definitely a, um, a thing that, like you were saying with larger groups like i i'm imagining this game plays a lot differently with a bigger group yeah. i think mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's a good point yeah um but, but that was that's really me scratching at mm-hmm. the barrel to find something to complain yeah. about because yeah exactly mm-hmm. I, I had a really good time with it yeah me too and i would like to see how it played with a larger group i think that could be fun as well yeah definitely um yeah. so kind of on that topic of like um continue to play the game um because we just did one little session it was just intended to be like a 
single contained one shot. Um, the game uh, right now, um, I think the the new version I got only has the uh, Raven scenario. I'm not sure if the Goat to Hell one is intending to be added into that or um, what's going on with that, but uh, the first version I got had uh, the Raven scenario and then uh, the Goat to Hell. And then after the after that, um, there's not a whole lot of guidance uh, as far as gems on kind of spinning off of that. Um, I imagine uh, at a certain point, especially because this game is very much designed to be contained within the mall and like involve the mall community and the petty in squabbles and things that can happen in, in an ecosystem like that. I'm wondering on your thoughts as far as um, like playing a campaign in this. Um, it definitely feels to me like something that is intended to be a little bit more short form and contained and have like a theme overarching. That's what it feels like to me. And what I was wondering on your thoughts, um, especially like um, playing a character that grows and changes, because that's always um, kind of my interest in playing a character. But if you have like other angles that you like to explore character growth and um, kind of telling a story, feel free to expand on that. Yeah. I'd say after maybe like three or four um, like uh, campaign arcs or, or modules or whatever that it would probably you'd probably have explored as much as you could because for us after just this one there are a lot of NPCs that we didn't meet a lot mm -hmm. of stores we didn't go into yeah. um, so I feel like if you run a few of them and you like sort of meet everyone and like get into all the stores it could feel a bit limiting after a while mm -hmm. but uh so yeah probably yeah. i agree i think the, the that is a little bit of the trade-off with the sort of easy pick up and play is if you have a, a game that's easy to jump into for three hours at a time i think it can be tough to kind of keep that rolling mm -hmm. um but i i i don't think the game itself would get old but i do think probably as you point out every couple sessions you might want to swap out and and try new characters mm -hmm. and come back into yeah yeah, um, yeah. and I, 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 oh, go ahead oh no go for it i was just going to say pacing wise um not to make the same comparison again but it, it really did feel like a very very kooky obviously because the um Visigoths being there and goat magic and stuff, but it really did have that feeling of a you know a teen a teen comedy from back in the nineties, mm -hmm. um, and and uh, and I like that and it sort of had a feeling of you're sitting down in a play session is kind of a whole movie and you might get a, a couple of movies with the same characters, but it's sort of less that than uh, say a TV series about mm -hmm. these characters. Yeah, it felt very almost Breakfast Clubby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or sort of like it's this fun adventure of teens, and at the end you're like, "Wow, like what a great movie!" Time for yeah. something else. Kind of like it, it, like it's very self-contained, and it's like its mm -hmm. own thing. It wouldn't want to like a sequel, yeah, really mm -hmm. necessarily, just because it would be like, "Well, I mean, that was so great the first time." You you almost want the credits to roll with little freeze frame recaps of what our characters are doing yes, in the next exactly. <laughs> next yeah I I did not yeah. do that sometimes I when I do one shots I usually like to try and do that of like where are they in 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 a year like where yeah, have they yeah. ended up so if you all want to think about that we might do that at the end of this um, 
my kind of other thing kind of thinking on that is, uh, and I guess this ties into like what I'd like to see more of maybe in the game, um, would be like tips on creating your own thing. It's not explicit in there. It's kind of designed and laid out to be here's here's a game that you can play, which is uh, kind of awesome. I like I like that for what it is, um, but kind of uh, being able to have this span out as a longer thing. That's where it kind of um, kind of trails off on the end, I guess, for me. Um, yeah. but I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun running this thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I think like three or four of like the modules would be like good if you liked it so much you want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like a good sort of amount. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yeah. yeah. And, and kind of like circling back onto something I said before. And, um, I think something that someone else said, um, like, replayability like doing this same scenario again it would be totally different um from the gm side of things if i rolled differently or chose some different combinations that would be a totally different plot to put you all put you all in um and different characters again it would yeah. feel so it's sort of like the board game clue mm-hmm. where like it's mm-hmm. going to be different yes. every time because you have exactly. amount of options that you can have for each weapon mm-hmm. and location and stuff so yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yep yeah it was very Clue meets Breakfast Club, I guess. Yes, I like that. That's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, um, I guess we will end up uh, with our favorite things, and then if if hmm, no, you know what? I changed my mind. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave our characters where we left them, dancing around in the darkade. I think that that felt good. I don't think we need to yeah, do anything with that. That that they're all set. They're they're wandering around with the taste of of unknown lemon theodosius drinks in their mouths dancing to music we're good with them um (laughs) but kind of your favorite thing about the system uh i'll go first my favorite thing was definitely that that six act structure i liked that it gave me um kind of a guideline for keeping the pace going, for kind of amping it up, for keeping the tension. I liked how much structure that gave for for kind of running a really fun session for y'all. I liked the hurt feelings, which is a weird sentence to say. But, <laughs> um, I, I, I like how that works in the system. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's very elegant and it's it's clever and it's appropriate to the setting. Uh, it's a great way to limit uh, the, the players from just sort of throwing themselves up against the wall, mm-hmm. so to speak, and trying things repeatedly because they can't. They can't do that. They can only fail twice before they need to step outside and and have a, a which in and of itself is a is a fun mechanic. The fact that you don't heal by saying, "Okay, I take a long rest," mm-hmm. you heal by. Talking, role playing yeah. a scene, yep. which is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that, really fun. I I just absolutely yeah. love that. I just love the setting. I just think it's so fun. The tone, the setting. I just think it's like it's so like unique, and the tone is so fun that like I feel like you just couldn't help but have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's like the mark of a good game, mm-hmm. where like you just you just have fun no matter what. It's good. 
All right. Uh, and with that, we're going to wrap up our review. Thank you all for listening and watching. We hope you had fun and enjoyed it. I would highly encourage you to pick up a set uh, of the rules when they come out uh, or uh, go talk to Theogony. I know they're still looking for playtesters, uh, I think. Um, but that is going to be all for us for tonight. Thank you all for joining us and have a good night. See you all uh, across the internet or in a mall in 1996 near you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>